Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. What's going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me, as always, is my podcasting partner, Paul. Heyo! And welcome to this episode of Fanning the Flames, your one and only Phoenix Suns podcast that is made for the fans. That is you guys. By the fans, that is us. As always, intro and outro music is provided by Oceans Over Airplanes. Check them out over at OceansOverAirplanes.com. You can give us a follow on Twitter. I'm at So Says Jay. Paul is at Dervish of Whirl. I don't know why I said it for you, but I did. <laughs> and the pot is... At Fan the Flames NBA. There you go. There you go. I, had, I almost screwed that one up. <laughs> almost, but you didn't, so that's all that matters. <laughs> and this week... Like last two free, weeks. Free, free, free. Two, two, what? What's that? You don't know the Jamaican like air horns? What's free, free, free. You really thought that I would recognize that off of what you just did? Free, free, free. Okay, you can stop now. <laughs> like, never do that again. Okay? Deal? Deal. And free, like, free, free. Like our last episode <laughs> that didn't get published because it sounded horrible. We'll have another road show today. We're coming at you from the Spring Hill Suites in downtown Phoenix, Arizona, because we've got our boy Roth in town. A you lovely can, establishment. You can also catch him on Twitter at, get this, underscore. It starts with an underscore. That's right. It starts with an underscore. Underscore Rafael Rosa. That's a double F. R-A-F-F-A-E-L-R-O-S-A. And he's all the way in town from Australia. You might remember he joined us last year. Roth, what's up, buddy? Say hello. Hey, guys. Get you closer to the mic. Yeah. <laughs> it's a get it cozy I'll up like, here. I want to say hello again. <laughs> sit close to Paul. Pretend like you love him. any rate, so we uh, just left the Suns Thunder game, which was fantastic for about three quarters. Three and a quarter quarters. Did, did it get that far into the fourth? Yeah, it was like an early timeout. I think I think three and three quarters quarters is it's fair. Yeah, okay, it's all right, all right. No. Paul, you should have him on the pod more often because should, he yeah. supports you. Yeah, I know he that's rare. You. Very rare. Very rare. rare in this realm. It's like a unicorn. Like so you. rare it doesn't exist. Like you. Well, you you're the unicorn. You exist. Wait, do I exist? I don't know. You're from Australia, so That's I'm right. not so sure about that one. I did hear that we don't <laughs> exist, so... I also heard that apparently it's summer in Australia right now. That's weird. I, this never registered with me Didn't? before? No. no. never. Never. How do you have Christmas in summer? S- Santa's wearing, like, swim trunks. Does, does Santa wear swim trunks so, in Australia? So the... So the, the, the uh... I guess the. Um, I feel like we're never going to talk about the sons of this pod, but go on. <laughs> no, I just, just want to hear about Australia. The, the, the tradition, uh, like uh, I'm sure someone will correct me, but the um, the localized version of some Christmas carols involves wearing singlet shorts and thongs. Um, <laughs> like, uh, hold on, let's let's clarify. Flops. Let's flip flops. okay, thank you. Yep. So board shorts and a tank top. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> thong, much, thong, yeah. fine. But if you want to say it like a local, it's singlet shorts and thongs. So imagine that. That's your Christmas. Hmm. Instead of being rugged up around a fire, you're trying to stay cool in air conditioning, wearing as little clothing as possible. Uh, my mind continues to get blown <laughs> by all of this. I, I really, it, it's, I can't register this right now. I cannot. That, that, that's like imagining like Fourth of July, but like bundled up. It, that is. That seems less mind blowing to me than Christmas wearing, to quote Ross, as thugs. little clothing as possible. <laughs> Um, well, you know, I, I was actually having a conversation with a client today who's primary business in Australia, and we had this very conversation, and I, I said, well, maybe Santa wears the hat and the pants and the jacket and all that shit because, you know, altitude when he's flying, it's cold up there, so he's got to stay warm, right? Right? Or maybe it's just one of those suits he's trying to lose weight. Oh. So he's making himself sweat. Hmm. See, I thought it was like the warm-up jackets that the NBA players wear. It, it tears like, them off when it gets in the sun. Tears them off, but it's like that dry fit fabric. So once you get down into like the atmosphere, 
you get a little bit of breeze coming through, you feel fine. All I know is in Australia, apparently Santa's sexier. really bad. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, yeah. Sun's podcast, that's right. So. Holiday edition. A holiday edition. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a holiday <laughs> I've got maybe maybe when I post this I'll make the, the little player red and green instead of although I guess it's after Christmas. Let's see if we can change the font so it looks all like <laughs> You know, like most things we do, we're late because it's after Christmas and we're talking yeah. about Christmas. But hey, whatever. It, hey, it's it before is New Year's, it's still in the holiday window. It just right. felt natural. It, it felt it felt right. If it felt right, it was right and it is right. Hmm. And write that down, kids, because that's now a saying in my warped warped mind so guys who wants to first give some thoughts about the suns game tonight good bad ugly ugly the last three-fourths of the fourth quarter but i feel like there were some positives i mean there have been positives positives. i mean since the last time we recorded which was like seven weeks ago it's been it's been a good suns what five and then okay it wasn't seven weeks but uh over the last eight games i think the suns are what five and three yeah is that right yeah since getting rid of that as Gambo calls him, that bum Ariza. Well, I mean, you say that like you're pessimistic or not agreeing with Gambo. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder how much of what Gambo says is Suns propaganda. Suns are five and three since Ariza's I, I, gone. I'm not, I'm not saying that him being gone isn't a good thing because clearly letting the young guys run the show and just do their thing, save for Jamal Crawford. Seems to be working. He's young at heart. He is. He's, he still breaks some ankles. Usually, like, older players' ankles. but <laughs> Ankles are ankles. They are. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, don't finally, like, accepting that, that, you know, we don't need these older vets that are... Like, an older vet who's still kind of in his prime? Great. An older vet who, like wants minutes and kind of isn't producing anymore eh. right and, and you know from my perspective it's it's less about the production of vets it's more about whether they're engaged and what they're there for and obviously a reason was brought in expecting to produce but at the same time there's no doubt that he was brought in. well first of all he's brought in by mcdonough so right old regime but that being said the 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 at least part of the purpose for him coming in still exists, and that is to provide some leadership to a young group of guys. But if he's going to suddenly become a player who isn't exactly providing that type of positive energy, that positive leadership, a malcontent, a cancer, whatever you want to call it, there's no benefit to him being around. And you know that kind of flows right into that trade and them getting rid of Austin Rivers. My, I spent all day... For that seven, not even thirty six hours. Yeah, that he was on the team, talking myself into Austin Rivers being on the Suns. And when he got released, I was like, "Oh, thank God, I don't have to do this anymore." Because I fucking hate that guy. I hate that guy. But we were just saying before we're talking about Austin Rivers. I was worried that we were going to end up like convincing ourselves that he could play point guard, which would be the absolutely the worst thing. And I was watching him play in the Rockets last night. He kind of still can't hit a three. So, like, that, that's exactly what we need. We need guards who can shoot threes, and that is really not what we needed. So I'm glad that they got rid of him. You know what? I'm, I'm like, five foot eight, like 160 pounds. If my dad was a coach in the NBA, I could probably make it in the NBA, too. But guess what? My dad isn't, so I don't. That's why Austin Rivers is in the NBA. And that's he's gotten better. He's gotten better. Oh, absolutely. He's actually a really good defender. Yeah. But, but, I, ugh, ugh, ugh. It's like LeBron, Russell Westbrook, Austin Rivers for me, as far as people really? in the NBA that I despise. Wow. I, I, that, that surprises me that Austin Rivers is that high on that list. I understand him being on that list, but... And I feel like you dropped a lot between LeBron and Westbrook, but only a little bit with Rivers. I feel like... Didn't Westbrook move up the ladder a little bit tonight? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, I was, Russell was okay, Paul. When I when I and for for those who obviously this is not a visual show, it is so, a, an audio podcast. So I, I I put my hand in the air for LeBron about head height, about head height. Dropped it to about what chin height, chin height for Westbrook, and then dropped it to what like lower neck height, maybe for for Rivers. So that was not my intent, but they fall in that order, and. 
Perhaps, though, if I had to actually break down, it'd probably be more head height for LeBron, maybe eye height for Westbrook, and then, like, lower neck height for Rivers. Got you. Got is you. That, is that clear? Clear. That's, is, is this useful for everybody listening? I yes. hope so. Now, where do, you, where do you fit Trevor Reza in there? You know, I, I I'm don't... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. We don't need to go there. <laughs> I, I mean, I can. I, I don't have anything against I, yeah, the guy. Yeah, I don't have anything against the guy either. Like, he wanted to play minutes? Fine. He wants to play minutes. I, I, you know, if somebody was paying me $15 million to suck at something, I would probably just go ahead and suck and not say a damn word about it. Yeah, especially, I mean, that was like the risk that they took with that contract. I mean, (laughs) they sucked up all their cap space for one contract, essentially for one contract on a, hey, if this works out and we're competitive, great. If it doesn't, it's tradable. Which is exactly what they did. And at the end of the day, no matter what they did with it, it wasn't going to affect next year's cap space. Exactly. Which it still well, it could, it, it's still it's still it still won't if yeah. they so choose. But Kelly Oubre, right? I feel like has shown reason for maybe and those eyes, those dreamy, the dreamy eyes. eyes. The, the 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 bone structure is phenomenal. The tattoos. Yeah, I still okay. Maybe and maybe maybe somebody out there can give us a little clarity here. Paul and I were having a debate during the game today. Trevor Ariza. Kelly Oubre has the not often seen leg sleeve. Yeah. And Paul believes that somewhere in his inner thigh, we don't need to get into why Paul is looking at his inner thigh, but is a is a is a misfit skull tattoo. Yes. I agree there's a skull tattoo. I feel like it's not the misfit skull tattoo, though. I'm pretty adamant it's the misfit skull. Fair. That you can be adamant all you want. You also think AirPods are dumb, which is crazy. But, point being, anybody out there who might maybe have further insight, maybe have taken a closer look at said tattoo, <laughs> I'd be happy to hear any sort of insight they might have. Because if it is a Misfit Skull tattoo, more power to him. I want to know his favorite I'm Misfits into song. that. Oh, me too. <laughs> like, if Kelly Oubre is into punk music, he's officially my favorite player in the NBA. Well, didn't he wear, um, he wore spiked shoes to his draft day? Um, it's probably his draft day shoe, so that might just be an extension of like a you know like a collar with spikes and spiked hair. He might just be pro- projecting like a different punk vibe with his fashion. That's actually a fair point. I'm now I, looking I up, now I'm looking up Kelly the, Oubre punk right now. I know now. he's super into fashion, which is kind of anti-punk. But um, I mean, then again, true, yeah. I mean, if he made that kind of money, I think a lot of punks would be kind of into fashion too. That's right. Oh yeah, I mean for <laughs> sure. I, I now I, looking. I that say up, that now, as I remember, I went to a Blink One Eighty Two concert and Mark Hoppus was wearing Dicky shorts. Is that <laughs> not fashionable? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but he makes a way more money than Kelly Oubre does. I, I, I when I googled Kelly Oubre punk, one thing that came up was he's a punk ass bitch. I disagree with that opinion. <laughs> but is that a Washington Wizards fan? Those, those are some pretty sweet shoes. Roth just brought up. A picture of Kelly Oubre's draft day shoes. Those are incredibly spiked shoes. I like them. I used to wear studded belts. I still wear studded belts every now and then, just for the record. Anyway, so Suns game. Yeah, yeah. We're, what, 15 minutes in and said three words on it? 12.49. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. I thought it was I thought it was through three and a quarter quarters. It was a really competitive game. And to be honest, I was like... I was watching that quarter. I wasn't really looking up at the scoreboard because we had Justin got us some pretty nice seats that doesn't really didn't really have a good angle for the scoreboard. But then I looked up. <laughs> what are you talking about? It was like right up. It was like you had to look. We had to tilt oh, our chair. Really I'm sorry. Well. You were sitting so close. You had to lift your chin higher to see the scoreboard. Yes. My bad. <laughs> it wasn't in the eye line of looking at the at the court. I hate you right now, Paul. <laughs> Why you got us nice seats? I'm thanking you for it. That was a thank you? Yes. God, I feel bad for your wife. <laughs> anyway, I, I was watching Anybody game. who doesn't like when we ramble about random shit is going to hate this episode. <laughs> it's going like, to be like the worst episode of the season for the, those people. The good thing is they probably already turned the shit off by now. So. A long time ago. But anyway. I Outside was, of the scoreboard angles, what would you think, Paul? I, I was like, this game's still going competitively. I'm like, and then I looked up and like, oh shit, how are we down 14? And it was just, I, I was really confused after that point. And then I realized, oh yeah, they're just not hitting shots anymore. But it 
it be prior to that they were playing really well. I mean, they were very competitive, and I I, I feel like the the end score of the game did not belie the competitiveness of the game up to the last twelve minutes. Yeah, because I mean, it, it wasn't just they weren't just you know competing. They were they were leading by three at the end of the yeah. third. Um, they they led by more than that at certain points. I think I, highest lead was what seven or eight, something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you know you think about it too, Booker tonight. Not the greatest. Game. Stats. The sheet looked fine when you look at you know points, rebounds, assists. Yeah, he yeah, he went for twenty five, ten, and seven. Numbers, ten, yeah. ten assists, seven rebounds. But he only shot eight for twenty two. He came out really cold. I feel like that first really quarter cold, he just yeah. missed everything except for when he got fouled and made the three free throws. Yeah. Um, but you know when you take into consideration, obviously also. OKC didn't have Paul George, right. um, but when you take into consideration the fact that the Suns really didn't play all that well, the fact that they were at the end of the third quarter up by three again is positive. Podcast right. of optimism, my friend. Podcast we're not going to change that. We'll never change that. Never, ever, ever. I in fact still like Robert Sarver. I'll say it. I do. <laughs> can I? Can I just? Um, oh, hey, Roth, you're here. Yeah. Optimism. <laughs> So Paul George wasn't playing. Terrence Ferguson started in his place and played six minutes. And I saw a tweet saying he was out for the rest of the game with a stomach illness or something. So Abdul Nader came in and played 33 minutes tonight. Um, NBA.com's telling me he was averaging 1.1 points per game, 0.9 rebounds and one assist. And he pl- he ended up scoring 18 and five rebounds tonight. Not, not great, Bob. <laughs> not, not great, Bob. So I'm wondering if the that OKC Thunder team had... They had a bad team dinner last night because we were seeing a bunch of guys go back to that locker room frequently. <laughs> right, Steven yeah. Adams at least we, like three, three times. times, maybe four times in the game, went back to the locker room. And uh, two other players, maybe three other players, at one point or another in the game went back to the locker room. And I've been to a lot of games in my life. I've watched a lot of Not games. I don't remember seeing that type of thing happen. So... We don't need to think about the fact that maybe food poisoning is running through them too, because again, that doesn't help with the whole optimism thing. Yeah. But. 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 Ergo. Ergo. What? Roth, what about you, man? What did you think about the game tonight? I mean, you're all the way from Australia. Australian? Australia. <laughs> Brisbane. Not Brisbane. As I learned last year. That's Brisbane. Nice. What did you think, man? I mean, oh. you traveled halfway across the world. It's an 18-hour time difference you, I learned you, the other day. You left the beautiful, sunny Australia to come to this sunny like summertime week in Phoenix. Oh, it's so cold today. <laughs> I was going to say, is this, this isn't normal, right? We get about two, three weeks at most. Right, it's 41 okay. degrees right now. That's weird. Not this time of year. I feel yeah, like, like I said, been, you get like two, three weeks, and then it's like beautiful. Oh, yeah, right. until, until it gets over 100 degrees, and then it's just All right, not dead. the Weather Channel. Basketball, <laughs> Roth. Go ahead, dude. Um, we were speaking about this before, but... Aiden was really active early on. I was really liking watching that. We had a couple of putbacks and lobs. That was a lot really... of putbacks and lobs. Yeah, I feel like um, he had like five dunks through the first half. Yeah, it was it was five dunks in the first, first quarter, quarter, and then yeah. he didn't do anything else. And I think TJ Warren hit maybe he definitely hit two threes in the first quarter, which was really nice to see. Just straight away catch and shoot. shoot we call shots, we call which... him, we call him three J now. Three J, three J. All right, yeah, sorry, I'm, I don't get the local radio hits here. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, not everybody. Oh, no, Just no. like. Us and maybe, like, maybe I think do we do we determine that Espo came up with that? Maybe I'll have to ask him. One of the guys in Solar Panel. Yeah, Espo seems like seems it. like yeah. Espo. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, go on. But uh, to continue with the uh, optimism thing, um, I probably just to say the the one thing that I I did really like to see tonight was that they were actually trying like like the the whole game <laughs> and even though even though they went through that little bit of a rough spell in the, at the start of the fourth quarter, like they were actually putting effort into to. To keep the game going, so many times earlier this season, there have been games where they'll lose it within the within the first quarter, mm-hmm. um, and then they just coast, and then they coast, and then have it just they're fighting a twenty point deficit the whole game. So it was good to see them well get ahead, obviously, but but you know trail it and keep up with with the team. I mean, Russell was incredible tonight. Russell Westbrook, um, they they had nothing to stop him. He was just blown by everyone, but it was good He's to see. Fast. He's, very He's like fast. really fast. Yeah. Even in person, just that first step, you, you, mm-hmm. even watching him, you don't see that. Changing into the orange shoes, I think, helped. It just like made him like super well, that, speedy. So that was the other controversy of the game. What was... the fuck was that? <laughs> Who 
Who changed? I, I'm sorry, Ralph. You said you, you I said think this it might have been the strap. That might have been that strap thing. Must be broken. But why wouldn't he change it like during the game if the strap's broken? Because everyone else was going back to the locker room. Locker room. Locker room. I, I, I've, I, and maybe I don't pay enough attention to shoes. I feel like I've never noticed that somebody actually changed their shoes at halftime. It also could be because the dramatic difference in shoes. I mean, those were like you said during the game, Paul. Highlighter orange shoes. Those were yeah. obnoxious. And I, you know, I, I, I like the fact Zach that... Zach Harper would like them. Zach Harper would definitely like them. I like... I, I don't... <laughs> I, I, I'll agree with you guys, because I don't... I, apparently, Zach Harper's a sneaker guy. Yes. Well, well, Shane McMahon's a sneaker guy. I know that much. Does that... <laughs> no, yeah. Of the WWE? Of the WWE. Oh, he's a huge sneaker guy. I feel like that's I might a, become a sneaker guy. I like. I feel like I need something to do now. That's a deep pull. Yeah, maybe I'll go with sneaker guy. Yeah, the guy who like couldn't find shoes tonight. Yeah, I wore flip flops. <laughs> it's forty degrees because I couldn't find a pair of shoes. The only shoes I found. Speaking we're of flip flops. Speaking of my, speaking of Kelly Oubre being in a punk, were my checkerboard slip on Vans that are about a decade old and are. <laughs> Terribly uncomfortable because all the plastic around the heel has be, has become like jaded and just jams into my foot. I put them on. And I'm like, no, this is not going to work. Yeah, because you were going to wear socks with them. <laughs> Fuck socks. Ugh, worst. Anyway. Anyway. Basketball. Sons <laughs> <laughs> basketball. Well, I, just want to say, I feel like PJ Tucker is a, is a, was a is a big sneakerhead, and I don't know if he ever did this with the Suns, but I'm pretty sure there's been games where he's changed shoes at halftime. And he might have changed shoes at the quarter. Yeah. it was... Yeah, that's true. He also played a game in Yeezys, which I, I feel like was is like a travesty to basketball. Because, one, all Yeezys suck. Hot yeah. take there, but I have not seen a single pair of Yeezys that I find I that think, I would ever wear. I don't think it's a hot take. When you say they suck... They're like, ugly as shit. Okay, but uh, what, like, are they doable for basketball players? Like, are they comfortable? Do they provide good arch I, I support? I don't think Do they, they provide, provide ankle support. support? Ankle support. They do not look like they provide ankle support. They look like like busted ass Clark Wallabies. You are saying so many things right now <laughs> that I don't understand. Yeah, what's a Clark Wallaby? Uh, yeah, <laughs> 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 from Australia, you don't know what a Wallaby? Yeah, a cl- you said a Clark Wallaby. I thought it was like some sort of shoe. It is a shoe. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know, wallaby, you guys I know what a Wallaby is, but we don't wear them on our feet. <laughs> we are officially just talking about <laughs> random shit now, and I love it. I love it. I learned about Clark's Wallabies from Wu-Tang, so... Wow, the breadth of knowledge that we're drawing <laughs> up now is so diverse. So This is a Clark's Wallaby. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, it looks like, it looks okay. like, a, like, a, like, like an early version of a Doc Martin. Yeah, it's like... A, yeah, yeah, it's like the... It's Before like they the, decided to put, you know... The pre-frontier Shoe version. strings in it. Shoe strings? Shoe laces. Shoe strings? <laughs> Now I'm making words up too. Mm. Why not? I could go for some fries right now. <laughs> mm, I am kind of hungry. Mm, quesadilla. <laughs> so, anybody else want to talk about the Suns? No, I don't think there was. I don't have really that much else to say. Like on that, on the game. I well, we haven't potted in a while. So, is there anything we want to talk about the? Well, I mean, last we, we, two we weeks? went through the Rivers stuff, <laughs> the trade. Yeah, you know, let's, uh, here's one thing about the trade. And I had a buddy of mine after. The trade happened, and after they released um, Austin Rivers, he texts me and goes, what the hell? Why would they put all that money into Trevor Ariza, then trade him, and then release one of the guys that they traded him for? And I kind of looked at my phone thinking, this guy knows about sports. Why is he asking me this question? Because I think it's pretty clear. I mean, Those are Yeezys. Does that look safe to be on a basketball court? Those look like my, my my oldest daughter has gotten into like fashion. She got a sewing machine for Christmas. All this stuff. She like creates things. She's eight. I feel like she might make a pair of shoes for me one day, and they would look exactly like that. They like, they look like the car Homer designed in The Simpsons. If it were a shoe. <laughs> I get you, and I feel you, and I like that. Well, it's like they they took like a like a shoe sole and then took a T-shirt and just like bundled it up. And like stapled it on there. And put a scrunchie around there. Scrunchie is a good, good, good observation. Kanye is not litigious, is he? <laughs> These are all factual statements. <laughs> We're just observing. Insane. The there's point. nothing defamatory about this. Okay, just saying. Well, I'll defer to you on that. But hey, Kanye, bring it, bro. <laughs> I'll stay out of that. We one. know he listens, right? He listens. 
I'll tag Watch him. I'll tag, I'll tag him. Holy shit. <laughs> he, he's a Closet Suns fan. He's from Chicago. He's a Closet Suns him fan. Him and Jonah Hill. He just really hated, like, Jordan. Because he was just like, I don't like these winners. I like this Charles Barkley guy. And just got really into Are you the calling Suns. Charles Barkley a loser? He didn't win a chip. Yeah, did that make him a loser, per se? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Paul called Charles Barkley a loser. Just Suns pulled Unbelievable. Who's next? Steve Nash? Are you going to attack him now? Maybe. Okay, that's weird. Give me another couple of drinks, maybe. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm, I'm <laughs> um, no, but I mean, like I said, my buddy asked me that, and I'm just like, dude, this trade makes total sense. Austin Rivers is, nobody's interested in him playing on the Suns. Kelly Oubre is an intriguing piece, yeah. and at the end of the day, if the Suns don't like Oubre, they don't have to, I mean, he's in a contract here too. Yeah. They can let him walk, and we're right where we were when we signed Ariza right. in terms of cap space this upcoming offseason. So, so my, my thing about that trade, and this has probably been talked about on other pods, but it's just interesting that at the end of the day, when in the original trade that fell through, the Suns weren't getting Ubre, but then when it was redone, that's the one player the Suns kept. Right. My theory is on this that Washington wanted picks or something in addition to Ariza for the Suns to take on the Suns to get Ubre as well. They couldn't provide those picks. They got a third team deal. That's where Memphis came in, gave lesser players to the Suns that the Suns were willing to accept, and to then and then gave picks back to um, Washington for Ubre. But then when the deal fell through, Washington, like the t- Washington was like, well, shit, we got to get this deal done. We'll s- suck it up and accept it without those extra picks that we wanted. Because we want Trevor Reza so bad because our team is on the brink of winning a champion. I don't know. I, the, the trade from, from the Supposedly Wizards perspective really good locker room guy. Clearly. And to be honest, the, the Suns players said they really liked him there. Like, the, they were very... What are they going to do? Come out and be like, yeah, he was a dick. No, they, they could have not said anything. Like, yeah, I wish him well, yada, yada, yada. But they're like, no, he was like... But if you get asked a question, you're not going to answer it like that because then you're obviously sending a negative connotation out there. Yeah, I mean, I know they know how to play the game from, from a media standpoint, but they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, he's the greatest thing since, since sliced bread. Did they say that? I'm confused now. There's a way to not say, "Oh yeah, I just I hated the guy," but not say, "Oh he, you know, he was like a really crucial part of our locker room." I think they lean more towards the he was a really good part of the locker room. He then like, "Oh, I'm glad he's gone." Okay, that's just what I. I mean, from... five and three since he's gone tells me otherwise. I, I'm not saying. Well, I'm is it five court. and three since he's gone? I'm no, not saying. I think they're the four and three didn't... since he's gone. It didn't make it better because I think the way that getting rid of Ariza, who was are you rather a rather low energy player, and replacing that with Ubre, who is a much higher energy player, also um, moving uh, Bridges into the moving Melton into the starting lineup, so that takes a little bit off of Booker helps but also provides that uh balance with the defense with Melton on on one on one side and Bridges on the other. Um I I think there's a lot to that. I don't know if Melton is the long-term answer. I mean, he has I mean, maybe in a year or two. I don't see him being much more than a Patrick Beverly type, which isn't the worst thing in the world. Right. But I I don't know if it's still not. It's still a position that could be upgraded in other ways. I mean, there's there is talk that Dennis Smith Jr. is available. I don't know if he's a player the Suns want want to go after, but I mean, for whatever reason, the Mavericks aren't interested in having two playmakers. They're like Luca's Luca's our dude, and we're gonna roll with him, and everybody else is just like gotta feed off that. And I guess apparently they just don't think that. Dennis Smith Jr. and Luca Mesh, so he's available. Um, who's the other guy who's available right now? Somebody else is available. Um, I'm blanking. 
But, I mean, there's other guys who are out there who could potentially be gotten in restricted free agency, um, like Terry Rozier, Tyus Jones. These guys all have upside, that, but they haven't – they're not max players yet, but they – given the opportunity, they could develop into something. So we may be able to get a player on a relatively reasonable deal who can turn into something really good. So, I mean, that's my – hope is is getting a guy who can once he gets put into a starting role is just like unleashed right right and you know i'm give me a moment somebody else say something thoughts Roth, Raph? say something well yeah i was just gonna say did you just call him Raph? i did <laughs> right it doesn't matter <laughs> Ra- 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 Ralph, Ralph, Rafe. what did you just call Raph? Raph. yeah th- th- that's how it's like, pronounced on ninja turtles i was just gonna say that <laughs> Well, I was just gonna say on the on the whole gang of point guard thing. I think the Dennis like yeah, there's the rumors about Dennis Smith Jr. being available, but I think his what what the Mavericks are gonna be asking for, and we the the Suns just don't have or they have the assets, but it'll be too much to give up for what we would want to give up to get that sort of thing, and and we're probably more likely to put in a restricted offer on someone and hope that that we can't we we can essentially overpay to get someone like a Terry Rozier because I think. A low ball offer for Terry's year, the Celtics will match. You know, sure. Same, yeah. same with same with same with Minnesota. That I don't know. They they're not going to want to keep Jeff Teague around for his whole contract. I'm just I'm assuming Derek Rose is not going to keep having insane nights like like this unless um, unless Tibbs has some magic secret thing with him and Rose that's going right. On. Um, so I think yeah, it's it's going to be tough. And and uh, Melton's Melton's done well starting now, but. Um, it just seems more and more we just need a, a solid option there to keep keep this team moving forward and, and growing because there's a lot of a lot of interesting pieces. I'm I'm really liking this the Kelly Oubre signing now. Whether or not we'd want to try and keep him as a restricted free agent. I mean, I think it all depends on the number. Exactly. Yeah. If if we can get him at, at a reasonable number, I'm because uh, you know if he develops his three point shot, um, th- there's definitely something there. Um, in the Wizards game, um, when they were at, at Washington, he was defending Beal. Now, I put that down more so that he's had a lot of familiarity defending mm-hmm. Beal, but Beal was going off when they decided to put him on. That game went to, what it was, like a thousand overtimes or whatever it was, Jesus. like that. And then tonight, he was defending Russell Westbrook. So I think Koshkov sees something there where he can be that guy that we throw off on the second unit and he, he gets def- puts, put on to defend the main ball handler, the main primary scorer on the team. Then it gives us options where we can throw in a lineup like Booker, Jackson, Warren, Oubre, and Aiden. And we've got a really switchable lineup. If he can start getting that three, we've got players who can um, mm-hmm. who can hit hit the three point shot and, and, and run and run decent NBA off it and off it. So right. um, yeah, I mean there's there's some options there. Let's hopefully like in the like we'll see how he de- develops over the rest of the season and um, if it gets the right number then I'm all for it. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I, I've, I've liked Uber. I mean, he's quickly, even though tonight was his first home game, I feel like he's, the, the, the Suns Nation, if you will, has quickly taken to him. It's definitely the eyes. It's, it, the eyes are obviously a huge part of it. <laughs> but he just, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> he just stepped right into the team and just watching the way he interacts with the other players, the way, you know, they're they're engaging together. It's like he's been with them for an extended period of time, even though it's been four games, right? Um, which is encouraging to see because ultimately, when we look back and we look at guys like Tyson Chandler and like Trevor Reza and how the team was team was performing when they were there, I think they're and, and this kind of goes to what you're you were saying, Paul, and why I disagree with you about the whole locker room thing. The energy is completely different now that those guys are gone, right. and I think there's a re- there has to be a reason for that and. Unless you're in that locker room, or unless you know these guys, you're probably not going to know the real reason, but I think you can draw the conclusion as to what that reason is. If they were not performing with energy, weren't staying in games, were not competing, didn't look like they were trying a lot of the time when those dudes were there, and suddenly the switch flips, 2 plus 2 equals 4. Right. I, I mean, I, I'm not denying what we see on the court. This team is a completely different team since that trade. If this team that we are seeing now had been playing since the beginning of the season, it'd be a very different record. I don't know if they'd be 
in the conversation with every other team in the Western Conference, but I think it'd be a lot closer. And you also have to take into account that through that first, we'll call it quarter of the season, the Suns had, if I'm not mistaken, the most difficult schedule in the NBA. And if it wasn't the most difficult, it was one of the most difficult. Right. It was, yeah. it was the, the toughest strength of schedule. So they're coming on right at a time when they could actually make a potentially after this next four or so game stretch, which is pretty yeah. damn hard, they could probably start to make a, a, a mini run and just kind of become a move up into like a more respectable level of a team. Right. And I think when you, know, when you say run, I recognize, I assume, this is what you mean. You're not talking about like a <coughs> run to try to qualify for the playoffs, but we're not going to win 12 games or 16 right. games like we are on the pace to win before right. this, this, this yeah, past I'm, I'm eight-game talk, streak I'm talking like occurred. we could get into the mid-high 20s in wins, potentially. Sure. If this team continues to play and improve the way it has over the last couple of weeks. Now, one thing I, I, I want to point out, because I just have my phone here, and Evan Sidery just tweeted something out, uh, a quote from Aiton after the game. Uh, and Aiton said, if the offensive end isn't working for me, I'm just going to play defense. And uh, Evan followed up that tweet by saying, or in the same tweet, saying, you know, Aiton showed some growth defensively tonight in his third go-around versus Steven Adams. So this is the fourth game the Suns have played against the um, Thunder already this year. Adams didn't play the first game. Second game, Adams scored 18. Again, presumably matched up oftentimes against Aiton. <coughs> second game, or third game, you know. Yeah. Second game, eight, um, uh, Adams played. He scored 26. Tonight, 12 points. Right. And it's not like he played limited minutes, even though he kept going back to the locker room. <laughs> but he played 35 minutes. Uh, and, you know, it, it kind of shows the, the, that development with Aiton. And I feel like, and I don't have this in front of me, but... I feel like there was a similar type of difference seen, and I want to say it was Spurs when he was matched up against Aldridge between the first game and the second game. Yeah. Uh, it it, it might have been another significant big in the West, yeah. but it was it, 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 he's showing that that development and that that ability to play defense, or at least the potential to play solid defense, and you know that that brings up a, a point since we were also just talking about. Dennis Smith Jr. and the Mavs, and not want to have two playmakers. <coughs> Luka Doncic. Okay. Okay. Look. The floor is yours. I'm not going to sit here and say <laughs> the dude is having a bad year, obviously. I'm not going to say he sucks. He's having a... What I think people expected him to do, just kind of like Aiton's doing what people expected him to do, at least I expected him to do, uh, as a rookie. Um... But one thing I brought up last year when we were going through the whole Doncic versus Aiton debate was how Doncic fell off throughout last year's EuroLeague. Started off hot, fell down, and Paul, don't interpret my hand levels here, okay? (laughs) Started off hot, fell down a little bit to being, you know, still a very solid player, fell down to being average, and started and continued to dwindle down to being kind of shit towards the end of the year. Now, in the EuroLeague playoffs or Euro Cup, whatever the hell they call it, he, he showed up. He did. Credit to him there. But the same thing is happening, at least shooting percentage-wise, for him this year, yet nobody's talking about that. But if DeAndre Ayton misses one freaking assignment, Twitter, everything blows up going, oh, see, he can't play any defense. But, I mean, and we were talking about this before, and I'll say it again now because we're recording. But you look at Doncic's splits this year, and now you get it three months in, or three months in. He played eight games in October, 12 games in November, 12 games in December. October, he shot 45.8% overall, 40% from three-point range. November, he shot 43.3% overall, 36.8% from three-point range. December, and this might not include tonight, because he made seven threes tonight, right? But still, it's not going to kick his average all, all that much. But he shot 40.6% overall and 30.4% from three-point range. And I said this last year when we were going through this conversation that that concerned me, that as the year goes on, and a year in EuroLeague where it's not as long or as grueling as the NBA, and he was showing that type of fatigue, fatigue, fall-off, whatever it might be, and it's happening again this year. 
And, okay, happens in your league. There was the whole, well, he played, you know, however many months straight, didn't have time off. Well, he didn't play in summer league. He didn't do any significant basketball activity. I'm sure he was playing, but didn't do any significant basketball activity over the offseason this year. And the same thing's happening. That's not an anomaly last year. This is starting to become a pattern. Yet again, like I said, nobody's saying shit about it because Luka Doncic is the second coming of Jesus to people out there. And like I said, I'm not saying he's a bad player, obviously. I think he's we going to need some more Jesus. He's going to be an all-star. He's probably going to eventually at some point in his career be considered a superstar, maybe? Maybe. But he may already but be the, by some people. Well, I'm sure yeah, by a lot of people he is. But ultimately, the difference in levels that people, especially the Doncic stands, if you will, tend to put out there in terms of the difference between Doncic and Aiton is just freaking absurd. It's absurd. Yeah, it's like the fact the number one overall pick is essentially forgotten. Right. I mean, and he, it's not like he's Anthony Bennett. He's not even close first to of all, Anthony Bennett. First of all, don't even say things like that. Okay? Okay. But go on. He's, you know, he is putting up a statistically great season as well for a center. He has 22 double-doubles at, le- uh, at least because it was 21 the other day when I saw and I don't know if that was included in the last game or not. He got one tonight. And, like, the, num- the numbers are- that he's putting up, like, the guys he compares to are Shaq, Duncan, like, freaking... I not will no, but um, they're superstar players, and the only people who notice or even seem to care about that is Suns Twitter. And even and even in Suns Twitter, we got a lot. We got a lot of residual Donchickness mm-hmm. that we're dealing with, and the last couple games have really helped that. I think it's really been. Um, you know, he's really started to show things both offensively and defensively, like really starting to put in complete games, which has been nice to see, and hopefully that stays consistent. He has talked about his understanding that consistency is, like, really the biggest thing. Um, So we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, I mean, I agree. Just see, like, maybe it's just because, like, he hasn't been as flashy as he could be. Like he's not going up there. He had, I mean, he had some of those dunks tonight, but even still, he's not. And maybe it's also just because he doesn't think it's appropriate to like really like show off like after a big dunk because mm-hmm. they're losing mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And he's like, I don't think I've earned that yet. But I mean, that's what gets you on House of Highlights. Hey, you know what? If if he's not going to be all flashy and loud and obnoxious, and he's going to put up double you doubles or not. Freaking do it all you want. Yeah, I'll, I'll be his voice. I will be as obnoxious as anyone could possibly stand about DeAndre. And I have been. And I will continue to be. Until I'm dead. Which might be before his career's over. Who knows? I live a wild lifestyle, Paul. Wild. Ralph, what do you think, man? What do you think What do you, what do you think about the whole Doncic is God and DeAndre is, you know, a moderate, okay NBA player? Uh, Obviously, that's hyperbole, but, you know. I'm actually all right with it. I think um, I think a little bit of uh, um, going under the radar with the media helps a player, especially when the team's been struggling so much. And it seems like DeAndre is actually quite thoughtful about his game and, and what, what his role is, uh, which is really good to see. There was that little, um, uh, I think it was during a game or after a game, him and Booker had a little bit of an argument on the court or mm-hmm. something like that. And I don't really pay too much attention to that. That's just players having showing emotion, which is actually a good thing. So I, I actually am not worried... Doncic has been incredible. Um, he he rightfully deserves the praise that he's getting because he's doing some incredible things on the court. And I just think it pure 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 fact of the Mavs are closer to the playoff race than the Suns are. Um, the Mavs have been a more competent franchise than the Suns have been in the past. Outside of the you know rampant sexual harassment in the front office, but hey, who cares about that? Outside of that, maybe the Suns <laughs> maybe the Suns have that on them. But I'll talk about on the, on the court. I got product, you. I got you. Um, that they've been a bit more confident than 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 they have been. So um, so look, I, I have no problem with the amount of love that Doncic is getting. I'll give him just as much love as most people give him. Um, but having said that, I think I can. You can definitely see a future there for Aiden now. Whether or not 
that's going to translate to rookie of the year. I mean, who really cares? Like, it's a nice thing to have, but um, but I think I think I think that he's shown development already so far in the twenty something ish games. How, how many games are we up? The thirtieth now, I think. Oh yeah. Um, he's he's shown he's shown some development. Um, he's shown improvements in his game. He's shown thirty six. Um, thoughtfulness in his game and understanding what he needs to do to help the team win. And you can see that when the team succeeds. He's he's all over the place. He's he's got mm-hmm. he's got his, his hands in the game where he needs to be. So um, I, I really I really don't have no concerns about it so far. Yeah, and and you know I again I, I have no problem heaping praise on Doncic. Not that I do it, but I don't have a problem with people doing it. But for me, it's more of that disparity that I see in the comparisons and the fact that Aiton's an afterthought. And 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 I think you bring up an excellent point that it probably does have a lot to do with the record and with the franchise. But to hold that against a kid is kind of ridiculous. And Paul, to your point, you know, you mentioned what he's what what Aiton's been doing puts him in the echelon with you know some of the the, the greats of the game. And I had pulled this, and now I'll we'll say this was from about a week ago. But I had just run a run a search on Basketball Reference uh, looking for who in their rookie season averaged sixteen, ten, and two assists. And there are a total of nine players in NBA history to do that. And, and Aiton is doing that. I assume he's still doing that because, again, this was like a week ago. I haven't run it again. But you've got Aiton. You've got a guy named David Robinson. Ever hear of him? You've got a guy named uh, Tim Duncan. Ever hear of him? You've got a guy named Oscar Robinson. Ever hear of him? You've got a guy named Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's five of the guys in there. The other four being Jerry Lucas, Marquise Johnson, Terry Cummings, and Walt Bellamy. Not exactly a bad list of guys to be around. You know what I mean? And I think the, the, the fact that he's doing that and is not getting the attention I think it deserves is, is kind of where I have an issue. I have a disagreement and, you know, I think it's frankly patently absurd, if you will. Well, I mean, I'll be interested to see how, assuming the Suns continue to maintain this I don't know if I want to call it strong, but at least competent play. They'd call it strong. I'd call it competent. I mean, I mean, competent. I don't want to call it strong. I would call it strong. I don't want to call it strong yet because I mean, a strong strong play is a team that's like actually contending for a playoff spot. But if they isn't it all relative? But if they continue to play the the way they are now and like are continuing to be in games, continuing to you know win at a reasonable percentage for a rebuilding team, I think some of that will start to come. I think it's just the absurdly bad start the Suns had really threw any kind of wrench into any ideas of a rookie of the year race or anything like that. Not that it's not still can't be a race, but that's the Suns team start really put Aiden, basically, the race started and Aiden had a flat tire. I, I and, and I, I think I think I, I don't think there was ever a race. I think Luka Doncic was handed the Rookie of the Year award before he was even drafted. I really, I really think that. I mean, unless he came out it was just complete waste of space. But he, I don't think anybody expected. I mean, the guy's been playing pro ball for four years and he's nineteen years old, yeah. twenty years old. He has that step up too, which nobody seems to pay attention to. But again, all I know is. He better not shoot like 28% from three and 38% from the field overall in January. Otherwise, the Doncic stands out there really are not going to want to hear anything from me. <laughs> that's all. That, that's it. All right. Fellas, anything else, Ralph? I feel like even though you're the guest here, we've completely we monopolized this. this. Look, we're even using the same word at the same time. This is <laughs> weird. Anything else from you, my friend? I mean, we're, hey, we're going to the Nuggets game tomorrow night. Maybe I'll get this published before then. Probably not. Who knows? I ain't got shit to do tomorrow. Maybe I will. So if you all are there, we'll be we'll be around. Hit us up on Twitter and maybe we'll catch up. Paul Paul's lame and apparently can't go to two games in a row. His wife and family won't let him. <laughs> Tell For you budget. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, what did we talk about before? Irresponsibly impulsive decisions are a good thing in life. I've made a couple too many of those. I really... <laughs> Is that why we're not going to the casino tonight? Is yeah. That, okay, cool. All right, but anyway, 
So I, I, I started by asking Roth if he had anything else to say and then completely cut right back in. Roth, anything else, dude? Uh, no, not really. I think, uh, I, think we've, I think we've touched on a, a number of things. It's, uh, it's, this is my third time now in Phoenix, and it's, uh, I'm always glad to come back, and uh, I'm glad to be, uh, have a, a, a second show on the Fanning the Flames podcast. Woo! Get out of that crazy, ridiculous summertime in Australia, right? Yeah. Nonsense. Just nonsense. A true snowbird is somebody who, instead of coming here, goes to Australia for winter. Okay. <laughs> well. Leaves Minnesota and goes to Australia. If you have any old people <laughs> listen to this, now you know. You're, you're, you're now educated. So, all right. Um, on that note, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. You've learned so much tonight, today, this afternoon, whenever you're listening. You've learned about shoes. You've learned about non-basketball shoes non-basketball <laughs> shoes you've learned about australia santa claus and even a little bit about the phoenix suns or at least our perspective of the phoenix suns you know one thing that i did want to talk about but we're out of time we won't do this we'll do it next time it's a pod we're not out of time no, we're out of time we're you know i don't know it's not like we got to get into the next episode of friends i feel like i listen to solar panel too much because tim always says that and now here i am like we're out of time we're out of time we used to, we started this we did it like for like 20 minutes and we just started rambling People started yelling at us. We didn't listen. We kept doing it. And Dave still lets us do it, so whatever. It's fine. But <laughs> well, James- until this episode, we actually had tamped down on the non-Suns talk. Hey, you know what? <laughs> We're bringing it back. Every now and then it'll happen. We have to apologize early. <laughs> so what happens when we... when we? It's better to ask for forgiveness than... I- <laughs> yeah. That's why you should go to the game tomorrow night. <laughs> See? <laughs> I've asked for enough forgiveness. Fair enough. Um, but no, but what I was going to say was I... I, I Next episode, we'll get into it. But James Jones as the permanent jam. I'm getting more and more on board with it. I like it. Cliffhanger. So anyway, as always, thank you very much for listening. We appreciate you guys listening. Again, you can catch me on Twitter at so says J Paul. At Dervish of World. Roth. Boom. Underscore first. I love that. I might change mine, make the underscore. I might just put like underscores before and after each letter. <laughs> So it'll be two. There'll be two. Yeah, yeah. I don't get the clapping thing either. But anyway, digress. Um, So as we always say here, again, thank you for listening. And until next time, depending on when you're listening, have yourself a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Also, hopefully we see you guys at Brightside Night. I don't think you can buy tickets anymore, so we won't plug it. But January 9th. January 9th. Cheerio.